0: Everyone. Welcome back to the talk room. My name is Mariam Hussain, and this is my first episode. As you guys have probably already seen from the title, today's episode will explore feminism in Islam. This isn't actually the episode that I had intended to record, but it's something that I came across recently, and I knew that I had to share it with you guys. This episode is actually split into two segments. So the first half will talk about a man named um, Adnan Akhtar. Maybe some of you have heard of him Um, and his re-establishment of Islam in a new light for which he is facing a lot of backlash for currently. Um, And the second half will focus on the position of women in mainstream Islam and how they are undermined through Western media. Uh, This has been an ongoing point of controversy and is often highly misunderstood. So I hope that this episode will um, enlighten some of us some people in the on the facts of islam and not just media stories so without uh any further rambling let me start um by okay let me tell you the backstory to how this came into place so i was on youtube a couple of days ago and i was just watching a video i can't actually remember what the video was but you know when you're on youtube and you just click on all of the videos on the side like just random videos and so i just done that i was clicking 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 i came across a video that um a lot of people had um there was a lot of backlash let's just say on this video and i watched it and i was shocked like really really shocked and i was just like how have i not heard about this enough i've i've not heard about it i haven't even seen it on social media so i read into it and um i researched it a little bit and then i decided i should probably talk about it with you guys because i think it's pretty important and i think that we should all know about it so Mr. Oktar is from Turkey and he is a religious cult leader and an Islamic creationist. Um, For those of you that are unaware of creationism, it's basically the religious belief that nature and aspects such as the universe, earth, humans, etc. originated with supernatural acts of divine creation. So he's quite famously uh, an anti-Darwinist and anti-evolutionist. And I think because of this, I think his opposing attitude to evolution and Darwinism may be the reason um, why many Muslims initially supported him, supported him. Because obviously Muslims, you know, we believe that we were created from clay by Allah. And so we reject the idea of evolution. However, he lost all his brownie points for the way that he represents women, um, supposedly Muslim women. So for starters, he calls his female followers um, kittens, which is obviously really inappropriate and in a way it's extremely disrespectful and degrading considering he is the so-called religious leader, he should really not be giving the name of an animal to a human. That's the first because you know Allah has created humans unlike any other species, so that's totally wrong. Secondly, how are you portraying these women how are you presenting these women if you're giving them pet names like kitten you know which is clearly a term of endearment used in such a patronizing and labeling way it's it's really uncomfortable and what well, it made me feel really uncomfortable and even seeing the women being called kittens made me feel even more uncomfortable it was really really cringeworthy you guys you know um but not only that these women would undergo major cosmetic surgery like intense intense modification just to look a specific type of way I've left the link to um, a clip featuring Mr Oktar and these women in the uh, episode description so you guys can have more of an idea about what I'm talking about interestingly um, in an interview one of these women were asked about the experience and her response shocked me Um, but you can kind of tell from her response that it was planned Um, and she was made to say those things because if she actually meant what she was saying i would be very scared um but interesting yeah so she um was asked how she felt about the whole experience and she responded by saying she feels respected and uh, she feels superior to men so rather than being equal to men which she says is something that the west promotes you know the western media uh, they promote equality is uh, a man and woman being equal at, you know of the same level she actually says that being under mr oktar she feels superior she feels you know not only does she feel equal to men but she feels like she is above men um which is not a wrong thing in essence it's not a wrong thing but the way that they have done this the method is very wrong um the way that he's presented these women first of all how are you equal if all of you every single one of you have to go through surgery you're basically having to change a man is making you change the way that you look and then the way after you change the way you look now you feel above men why could you not feel that way without having any surgery done or you know without having a man call you kitten it doesn't make sense it it just doesn't make sense to me um Obviously um, I can't highlight everything about this issue because it is quite deep Um, so that's why I've left like the link to the interview and to the um, video for you guys so you can actually um, look into it a bit more but it's really really clear to see that Mr Oktar's claims and methods are not only untrue and unacceptable they're really weird and uncomfortable. for, for that reason for the con- for because of the content that he's putting out is very offensive he's actually facing heavy charges on the basis of fraud political espionage captivity abuse and a lot more um One of the women who thankfully managed to escape told the media in an interview how she went through the worst experience and she was literally imprisoned so she could not leave. She attempted to leave in 2013 I think if I'm not wrong Um, but she was caught and then obviously after that all contact from the outside world was cut off from her, she wasn't able to um, speak to anyone. Uh, She tried again in 2017 and she was successful. Um, So after coming out, she said that she was literally imprisoned, Um, which obviously you can't imprison someone and then say they're equal or superior to men. That doesn't work. Um, So yeah, I would urge all of you, please read into this and remind yourself, or not even remind, if you're a non-Muslim and you're here, I'm telling you, not even a reminder, I'm just telling you that honour and respect were given to women in Islam, way before any other religion or cultural sect in the world did. The West is a key, key, key witness to all of this. Um, so yeah, please do read into that. Now that the little case study is out of the way, we can move on to the second half of the segment, which I have to say I personally find very, very interesting. I learned a lot whilst I was researching about this, so. Um, Yeah, but before I start, I just wanted to say, I want to put out a little disclaimer. And I want to say that I am not a religious scholar of any sort. So if I misquote anything from the Quran, or if I get any dates wrong, or the names of people wrong, please do forgive me. Um, I'm just trying to share as much knowledge as I possibly can. Okay, so I want to begin with a verse from the Quran from Surah uh, An-Nisa, which says men are in, men are in charge of women because Allah hath made the one of them to excel the other so good women are obedient guarding in secret that which Allah hath guarded so clearly this verse has been misused by many in our society in the islamic society for their own benefit no news there uh, just as you know is leaders have misinterpreted jihad in the quran and now wage terror in the world in the name of islam this out of context cherry picking verses from the quran is to suit someone's own need so they only do it just because you know it fulfills their purpose or their motive but it's exactly the reason why there are so many misconceptions of islam in the media and it needs to stop coming back to the position of women in islam it's actually astonishing that the west believe um, Muslim women are oppressed, inferior, unprivileged, incapable uh, and it's even more astonishing that Muslim women themselves are unaware of their given positions in society by Allah women in Islam are, are considered not only capable of many things but are of the highest value you know just a, just a few examples since the establishment of Islam in the 7th century if I'm not mistaken women were given the right to own land and property a law which was only passed in the 1920s in Europe so that's only like 13 centuries off yeah not bad but not only could they um not only could women own property but they were not even expected to share this with their husbands after marriage which in Europe and in the west um, anything that a woman owned or had inherited would automatically be transferred to her husband after marriage something that Islam has not asked for um, and Islam has actually condemned any man you know father or husband or brother to force a woman to give over her property or her land or any of her rights um, next education the first word revealed in the Quran and to the Prophet sallallahu is ikra meaning read in Arabic the task of education and knowledge is obligatory on every Muslim man and woman alike uh, you know the 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 saying from I think it's from cradle to grave, yeah, from cradle to grave, from the time you are born to the time that you die, it is is first upon every Muslim man and Muslim woman to learn about their religion, to learn about Islam, to learn about the Sunnah of the Prophet. Everything, you know, it's 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 obligatory upon us to do that. So education, you can never have the argument that. You know, Islam prohibits um, education, or Muslims are not intellectually capable. Capable. You'll find that I can't fit all of it into one episode, but you'll find that a lot of um, inventions in in you know prehistoric in the golden ages was because of Muslims. You know, Muslim doctors, Muslim scientists, Muslim mathematicians. Um. So yeah, that, that's that's a whole different topic in itself. But my point is education is a key 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 point in islam it's something that you know there is no excuse for it once you are born whichever way that you may if you need someone to teach you like if you're not capable enough to you know go to school read about it yourself or whatever your situation might be it is still obligatory upon you it's an obligation in islam to learn about your religion you can have someone read to you someone teaching you but you will be questioned on it. Um, It also brings us to the key figure Fatima al-Fihri who I will speak about in detail shortly. But Islam gave women the right to enter contracts, to buy and sell property as well as sue in court. All of this by the way, all of this without representation by a man. So a woman is allowed to buy and sell property without having a man stand behind her, without having a man take her or represent for her um she could do it all by herself uh interestingly enough the west uh, and the media go on and on about the uncivilized nature of islam and its setbacks not realizing that islam actually gave all of these rights to women way before the west and europe did you know the suffrage way before the suffragettes way before votes and petitions and whatnot islam done like did this the minute that Islam was established and founded in the 7th century. With it came these rights by Allah. You know, set in stone. No ifs, no buts. There was no debate on it. There was no, you know, argument on it. It was just given. It's a God-given law. Um, which, you know, here and in the West has ha- had to be fought for. Women had to fight for their rights. Women had to fight to be able to vote and to be able to own property. Um, to end... I'd like to mention a couple Muslim women, each significant in her own way. First, with no question of a doubt, um, Khadija radiAllahu ta'ala anhu, who was a significantly wealthy businesswoman, who uh, eventually proposed marriage to the Prophet sallallahu herself, and she is also the first person to accept Islam. Not only was she not only was she, she, was she the first woman to accept Islam, but she was the first person to believe in the Prophet and to um, accept Islam. And then we have Nasteyba bint Qab, um also known as the first woman warrior of Islam. I actually hadn't uh, like I, I hadn't heard of her before. Um, so when I read into her and I researched a lot about her, I was so 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 happy. Like you know you know that feeling when you just feel proud it's really strange but i just i felt this really good feeling inside and um yeah so she's the first woman warrior of islam she famously went into the battle of uhud with the prophet sallallahu and she shielded him throughout the entire battle um, if i'm not mistaken i think she was injured around 12 times after the 12th time she was hit she uh fainted and when she regained consciousness the first question she asked is is the prophet alive is the prophet okay which obviously you know she gambled with her life but the first question was for the prophet Uh, you know it just kind of confirmed and validated her loyalty to the prophet Um, and unforgettably obviously we have Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anhu the wife to the prophet Um, she was also named the mother of all believers she recited the most number of hadiths after the death of the prophet um and she played a central role in political opposition to the caliphate so you know not only was she the most beloved wife of the prophet ﷺ, but she was also uh, you know a businesswoman she had she was making decisions to do with the military she had political uh capability and also uh i think she's one of the key figures that islam spread the way that it did she you know she shared so many of the prophet's sun- sunnah um, and yeah, the Islam really spread through her um, and last but not the least by any means we have Fatima al-Fihri a Tunisian Muslim woman who established the first university in the world the first university in the world like the biggest academic institution in the world was established by a Muslim woman not you know not just a woman a Muslim woman like all of the degrees and all of the you know all of these degrees that these elitist businessmen and people behind the media behind the camera all of you guys that have your degrees that you know you're going around braiding Muslims around the world for holding back um civilization for holding back the technological advances of the world or intellectual advances the first the, the you have your degree because a a muslim woman established the first university in the world that is why you have your degree so when we all graduate inshallah and for those of you that have already just remember it was because of a muslim woman um so yeah i'd actually i'm gonna end with that now i'm gonna end this episode before i end the episode i just wanted to say um this like i said before this wasn't what I had intended to record this wasn't actually my original plan but I'm so so happy that this happened the way that it did maybe it was just you know a sign from Allah that I had to record this first um, I think we see far too many you know we see countless headline stories uh, about Muslim Muslim women in particular um, they're kind of portrayed in this really vulnerable light that they're oppressed and you know they're not capable or they're, sub- they're inferior to men or they're submissive to men and it's really upsetting because the media has such a force uh, such a powerful force that is able to present any anything that is a fact and is able to twist it and make it into their own um, so i can only urge muslims um, to learn just learn just learn and learn and read and make sure that your knowledge in your deen is as as strong as your knowledge in dunya because at the end of the day that is what's gonna um, that's what's gonna help us the most so i'm really glad that i actually chose to do this um what was i gonna say yeah and i I especially want to say thank you for everyone that listened to my trailer for everyone that shared it your support means everything um and i'd encourage you all to listen i hopefully you guys have learned some things from today's episode because i know whilst i was researching i certainly did um so yeah i i really hope that you guys have learned something and please 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 share this wherever you can please please share it tell everyone about it because Um, it's a good message and everyone should have access to a good message so yeah until next time stay safe and stay blessed